0: What's up everybody, Joe here with Joe's Disc Golf, and I have got some exciting round 3 coverage for you. That's right, Las Vegas Challenge Day 3 wrapped up, and I've got things in the bag here. Now, depending on when you watch this, some of this could be news to you, some of this could be old news, some of this could be shocking, some of it could be disturbing, some of it could be just boring if you don't like disc golf, but that is the way it goes and if you're listening to this podcast or watching this on YouTube well you probably like disc golf and I don't know why you'd click on this otherwise but let's get into it I want to thank again Mr. X or Mrs. X or Miss X or Mr. and Mrs. X whoever the X's that are out there that sponsored this and we're able to gift a subscription for one month to Disc Golf Network to allow me to watch disc golf, and relay all the information to you. Now, I understand that yesterday's coverage was a tad boring for those of you on YouTube. It was a little bit of a talking head because that's all it was, was my head talking, saying words, trying to describe to you what was going on. And you're, if you're watching a YouTube video, you're not looking for basically a podcast. Most likely. I mean, if you if, if that's what you want, that's great. Uh, so I'm going to try to include some visual aids for the viewing audience out here. For those of you listening on podcast, I'm going to do my best to paint a verbal picture. This was the factory course that was on the Different Country Club this time. Uh, this was uh, also still sponsored by Inova. Um, for our feature card, we had Ezra, Ederhold, which I found out that's how you say his last name. Uh, we've all been saying it wrong last year. Any which who he shot an 1100 rated round for round two. His 16 down was 1100 rated fan freaking tastic, ridiculous, insane. Good job, Ezra. Hopefully you can keep that momentum going through round three and keep it, you know, Keep it great. Keep all that exciting. We also had on this card, Calvin Heimberg, Paul Macbeth, and Eagle McMahon. Four very talented disc golfers here. And we get the action started right away on hole one. For those of you watching on YouTube, there is a little graphic up here of the scorecard of the little... uh, not the scorecard, the actual um, like caddy book here, along with some fantastic stats provided by Udisc. Udisc, you did a fantastic job. You always do a fantastic job. Thank you oh so much for that. Now, we have here that hole one was the sixth most difficult hole on the course. It averaged a 2.98 score. So most people got par on this one. There weren't too many birdies, However, I'd like to say that uh, things were a little bit different on this one. It is, first of all, the hole is 415 feet with lightly wooded down the whole way. You got to be careful of that OB on the right hand side. It kind of gets a little squirrely and cuts in there. However, if you can make it all the way up there, which all these guys on this card have that power, you're treated with a fantastic, fantastic viewing. Unfortunately for Ezra, he started out a little slow. He ended up parring this hole, but um, as a par 3, that's not too bad. 415 feet par 3. However, Kelvin and Paul both birdied this one. Beautiful look there. Uh, Ezra ended up parring it because he missed his 20-foot putt. It happens to the best of us. First time he's really on this lead card. I mean, guys, only MPO for the second year. He's doing fantastic. He's finally got sponsors. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Ezra coming up in the coming tournaments and years. Finishing out this hole was Eagle McMahon, who unfortunately went OB early. Uh, His uh, shot went way short, rolled pretty bad, ended up with a bogey. But that brings us over to hole two, where this is a par 4 on the men's side, par 5 on the women's side, 649 feet, 15th most difficult hole. Pretty much wide open. This hole averaged a 3.64 on the men's side at the time of recording. The women were still outplaying this course, or this hole, and so there's no stats that I could get for this one. This will be all MPO coverage. Unfortunately, uh, with my way my schedule was going, I could not... Hang around to watch the FPO, sorry, try to get this video on time, and not piss off my wife. Those of you who are married understand that uh, disc golf may be life, but uh, as my sweatshirt clearly says, I love when my wife lets me play disc golf, and um, yeah, I don't want to ruin that. So hole two, uh, pretty much wide open the whole way up until you get to the basket which is surrounded by a whole bunch of trees. Um, Paul Macbeth and Calvin Heinberg were the first to tee off there, where Paul was actually the first person, and he was able to par this hole. Calvin drained in a sweet birdie. He was able to park it. It was was ridiculous. His second throw was absolutely beautiful. Just kind of coasted right in there, landed right down there, and boop, right there. Easy tap in. Uh, Ezra was able to uh, unfortunately turn over his shot. Uh, he did come back and managed to get a par with this one. He was able to um, he was able to do all right with that one. It wasn't the greatest, but it's it's all right. Eagle McMahon did end up parking this one. He kind of made up for that bogey that he got early on and did all right. Moving on hole three, 15th most difficult one. And you're going, Hey, what's so difficult about this one? It's only 389 feet, tight woods right off the tee. A lot of guardian trees right around blocking your view from a straight shot right there. Kind of gets a little bit squirrely up there. Oh, and the pin is on the side of a hill. So in case you thought that you could just plop one down there now nah, it's going to end up rolling down. You got a cart path to contend with. It is, um, yeah, kind of rough. OB to the left side, as you can see if you're watching this or as I'm describing to you on podcast. Anyway, who Calvin has the box. He missed from 35. He was able to drop that right in there. He missed from 35, ends up with a par. Ezra catches a bush early and unfortunately has a 70-foot half-kneel putt, doesn't make that, ends up also with a par. Paul Macbeth catches a tree late, um, hits the tree on his putt for birdie, and then ends up with a par, where uh, Ezra Adderhold, Adderhold is uh, parked for birdie. I think I said Ezra earlier, that would be my bad, that was Eagle McMahon, I use one-letter codes for everybody, and unfortunately, Ezra and Eagle both start with E. I went with E for Eagle, and Ezra with that uh, hard Z, or Z for my Canadian friends, eh? uh, I thought that would be handy there, except sometimes I forget what I do, because there's a lot going on, and I'm scared, and I don't know what's going on, so we're going to move on to hole four. Ninth, most difficult here, averaged a 2.93. Out of 134 players who played this, there is 309 feet of distance between you and the basket. Par three, you have OB right off the tee immediately. Like you have to clear into the fairway of the golf course that it's on, but be careful for the green because there's also that is all OB. There are also hazards of sand bunkers all around. Oh, and just in case you feel like going a bit long to the left or the right, there's OB in the circle, in circle one. It's about 20 feet off. So, yeah, not so great. Kind of a tough shot. And the green slopes away. So you just really got to be careful on that one. Everybody on this has a par. Paul Macbeth overturned his shot on this one, but managed to uh, and managed to miss his putt. So he's off to a pretty bad start. He takes a half-kneel for a par save. Absolutely beautiful shot. He had to get under a tree, straddles out, half-kneel, does a fantastic job, manages to save that par. I was absolutely floored. I mean, again, I said it yesterday. Other people have said it before. If Paul McBeth can see the basket, he can make the putt. Although today, the putt, not, not working so great for him. Hole number 5 was the toughest hole on the course. This is a par 3, 470 feet. Yeah, par 3, 470 feet. Worst hole out there averaged a 3.32. So 0.32 above par, rough, especially for this one. You, again, immediately start throwing out from OB. Long, long shot there. This basket is right on the other side of the golf green. So that whole green is OB. If you aren't careful, this one also drops off big time behind it. There's not there's some OB to the right that you have to contend with. Not too bad. However, there are a decent amount of trees around. And making that putt, if you go short, you're looking at kind of a death putt down that hill. Big, big time there. Um, fortunately... For our entire lead card here, uh, everybody parted star par. It was a good time. It was uh, pretty crazy. Ezra ended up pulling out a forehand, who's the only guy on the card to do it. Thought it would pay off. Got him into a decent spot, but couldn't really pull off the putt. It's hard. I mean, with that OB, the OB is at 369 to about, uh, looks like, 420, 430. So that does not leave you with a lot of room to get there. Like if you don't, if you can't throw 440, forget it. And not just throwing 440, but throwing 440 with touch. So difficult time. Can't fault these guys. It's still a par three. They managed to par it. In my mind, this is almost a bonus birdie situation. Like with how many people were averaging above par on this one and taking bogeys, double bogeys. Par is a great thing, so not too bad. Overall, um, putting was all right for everybody, but, you know, some guys struggled here and there. Moving on to hole 6. Um, 13th most difficult hole. This is a par 4, 770 feet. Averaged a 3.81, so almost 2 tenths down from par. Pretty solid. On the women's side, this is a par 5. Pretty great. Not a lot of OB to contend with. Long, long, long hole, though. Just there's some rocks on the right-hand side that you got to watch out for. There's OB if you go way right. If you go left, there's also some OB, but it's not too crazy. Um, Ezra and Calvin both throw bombs because they're Ezra and Calvin. Calvin's got those long, lanky levers that work great for him, and Ezra just scares the crap out of the disc with those biceps, dude is ripped. Like, it is insane. Both those guys managed to pull out some birdies, as well as Eagle McMahon, even though he turned it over just a bit. He uh still managed to sneak it into circle one uh, after a bad tee shot, and he was able to pull his birdie out. Paul McBeth also birdied, so we got our star birdie frame right here. Uh, he turned it over as well. He had a standstill forehand from like 350 and drops it right there to Circle's Edge. And Circle's Edge might as well be a tap-in for Paul Macbeth because Paul Macbeth is a stud. The $10 million man. Moving on to hole 7. 12th most difficult hole out there. 453 feet par 3. Pretty much wide open. Nothing in there. Averaged a 2.82. For this field, for this card, not hard. However, Ezra goes way wide. He he misses way wide. I think he went way wide right. I forgot to write that down. And uh, he ends up having to lay up for par. Unfortunately, he uh, kind of ruined the stats on that one. But Calvin also had to lay up for par because his shot got away from him. Well, Eagle and Paul took the advantage here to gain a stroke on the card... Both birdied and did a fantastic job with that. You start OB on the T with the location here, but outside of that, there's a tree on the right, and it is wide open. There's one tree to beat in front, like circle two edge, but outside of that, trees really aren't a factor here. Moving on to hole nine. Eight. Hole eight. Counting is hard. Seventh most difficult out there. It was averaging a 2.93.07 down from par. Not too bad. Par 3, 350 feet. You do have to watch out for a huge OB right in the middle of the fairway. Front edge of that is at 307. Or is that uh sorry 207 to uh where's that? It goes to the circle's edge. So to 290, so 70 feet of no no zone and oh by the way if you go long uh you're going to go ob because the ob line cuts right through the back side of circle's edge so you have about uh 25 30 feet tops on the back side don't go long this is all about discon- distance control and just having that beautiful little touch on a 350 foot shot so i have beautiful touch on my 350 foot shot because I can barely throw it three hundred and fifty feet, so I don't have to worry about it going long. There are some trees right around there. It is kind of difficult to see, but there's a massive flag up there to help the players out. Um, Eagle ended up missing his circle one putt low, ends up getting a par. Paul Macbeth missed as well. He rolled circle two and made his par save. It was, it was a little disheartening. Paul Macbeth had some troubles with the putter. He had some issues going with that one. All the guys seemed to struggle at one point, but Paul seemed to have it the worst, at least up to this point. Uh, Ezra, missed high, ends up with a par save. Calvin decides that he's not going to listen to these guys and does his own thing. He goes out and grabs himself a sweet little birdie. Moving on to hole nine. 11th most difficult, this is a par 3, 367 foot hole, average 0.16 under par, so this was a 2.84, most people seem to birdie this one, it was a good good time. Not too bad, some trees, you start out OB, but unless you can't throw it about, uh, I'm gonna guess here, maybe, if this is drawn to scale, this would be, if you can't throw it about 30 feet, well... You probably shouldn't be playing MPO because you're either hurt or you shouldn't be playing MPO. But our card, Calvin took the box first. He was just off on a circle two putt. It was a really solid putt, and he was pretty far out in the circle of circle two. So not too bad taking a par on that one. Eagle McMahon, uh, he rung it off the top band, unfortunately, and he got his par. Paul McBeth, nothing crazy. Didn't have a great shot to start with. Ends up also with a par on this one. Ezra missed low, rung it off the cage, and got his par. Overall, these guys struggled with their putt today. The wind was kind of a factor. Like, front nine, wind, not too bad. It picked up as the day went on. But overall, like, it it would gust. So there were points where it was not blowing at all and points where it looked like it was probably 15 to 20 miles an hour. They said the average was about 9, so maybe the gusts were 18. I don't know. Math is hard. Moving on to hole 10. 378 foot par 3. OB. whole way along the right-hand side because it is a pond. Giant pond. Fourth most difficult hole out there. Averaged a 3.03. Pretty rough for these guys there. But for our guys... For this lead card, Calvin, he ends up skipping off the basket for a birdie. Like, beautiful shot, came in, just dropped in, and it looked glorious. It came in nice and high, skipped up. If it skipped, probably two feet, maybe a foot further back from where it did, that's a skip ace, and that would have been so beautiful to watch. But unfortunately, he could not get that done. He does get a birdie. Um, eagle throws his forehand because it's eagle and a forehand is beautiful for this one especially with the way ob is all on the right hand side and there it the trees kind of pop out a little bit from the pond so it really kind of cuts off that backhand line you have to throw a turnover shot there's a tree right at the front edge of circles too and you know you can kind of get cut up in that if you throw a forehand shot if you can throw it 378 boom, not a problem. You'll be able to get out around the trees, won't even have to think about it, which is exactly what Eagle McMahon did, and he got a nice little birdie. Paul Macbeth throws a beautiful turnover shot because it's Paul Macbeth, and he's the best ever in the world. The goat, as someone would call him. Bah. Beautiful birdie shot. Ezra is starting to feel the pressure at this point. He is uh, starting to fall apart a little bit, He's not done anything bad, really, to fall apart, but he hasn't, like, he hasn't had that one hole where you explode and then it's over. But he hasn't done anything to maintain, if that makes sense there for everybody. He has a forehand. He gets a really bad roll, ends up back at circle two, um, misses that putt, and ends up circle one, making the putt for par. Our next hole that we have to move on to Is hole number 11th, 18th most difficult, a.k.a. the easiest hole out there, par 4, 565 feet, averaged a 3.57, so pretty easy for these guys, not too bad. You start out, again, OB, to clear the cart path, which is right in front, you have to throw it 100 feet. If you can't throw it 100 feet, you need to go home. I don't care if you're MPO, FPO, M3, if you can't throw it 100 feet, you need to get out. So unfortunately for them, there is the green for the regular ball golf at 372. So you kind of have to place a shot pretty easily. You can't just go right down the gut because of that. Overall, there's some water on the right hand side. Not too bad. It isn't uh, isn't the worst thing, clearly, because it averaged nearly a half point under par. Our guys did great. Calvin had a backhand, ends up with an eagle on this. He just crushed it. Ezra throws a backhand, or sorry, Eagle McMahon throws a beautiful backhand shot, ends up circle two, doesn't quite get it for uh with the, his positioning. The, the hole is kind of guarded by a bunch of trees, and he gets his circle one birdie. Paul McBeth just missed his circle two putt. It was a beautiful putt, just a little bit off. He was struggling a little bit. There is that uh, OB short that he did have to contend with, but was able to stave it off. He gets a birdie, and Ezra Aderhold. Aderhold, I will get this right eventually. Bombs it, circle two, lays up, circle one, ends up with another birdie. Now for the power shot here. This is a par five, nine hundred and eighty-seven foot hole crazy craziness here this averaged as the second easiest hole out there it was a 4.62 average so uh you know uh, right up there with hole 18 pretty straightforward you have some ob on the right hand side that you have to contend with there's a fence for property so you know don't throw it over the fence and on the left hand side there is a cart path that runs the whole length that you do have to worry about kelvin was first off the tee backhand ends up getting a bad roll, goes OB, ends up forehanding it, ends up with a par, so I mean, par five, that's that's not too bad, with an OB stroke, and when Calvin pulls out the forehand, you know, uh, it's really hit the fan, so yeah, when he throws that forehand and ends up parking it for par, good job. Eagle throws a roller and just absolutely crushes it. He goes past the bunker that's on the right-hand side and the front edge of the bunker is 650 feet. Eagle McMahon has a tap-in eagle. Eagle for eagle. Good job, buddy. That was a crazy roller. Just watching that thing, that ju- it just didn't want to stop. And then it set him up perfectly for a nice little upshot that got him right there. Takes a three on a par five. Dude's on a roll at this point. Paul McBeth throws a roller and goes out of bounds early not only that is it just takes off goes over the cart path damn near takes out Garrett girthy takes out the double g himself just about um, but he does end up recovering from that he is a professional and he's able to recover he takes his live from his ob spot and ends up with a par so ob stroke and you still get par pretty solid in my hand in my mind ezra throws a nice little backhand throws a nice little forehand gets a little circle two action Ends up with a par. He missed a circle two putt. This is the point where Ezra's putt just started to fail him. He was doing pretty well at the beginning. However, it just kind of fell apart. I don't know if it was nerves or the hole was getting to it. Like, not the hole, but the the course was just one of those courses. Like, we've all got one of those courses where you go out and you're like, it doesn't matter what I do. I still don't play it right. Like, you could be going great, and then all of a sudden you just fall apart for no reason. Uh, Some of that does end up being mental. So I'd like to see Ezra kind of do a little bit of... uh, Work on his mental game a little bit. And to be fair, this is a new position for him. He was playing with uh, guys... uh, Everybody else on the card has won this tournament at least once. And he just was playing with the cream of the crop here. A place he hasn't been yet. Which, I don't know. If all of a sudden I'm going from you know, middle of the pack, whatever it is. And I like, oh yeah, by the way, tomorrow you're going to play with Eagle McMahon and Paul McBeth and Calvin Heinberg. Have fun. I'd be like, "Ah, I'm going to go grab some Depends and uh, regularly change those because I'm going to be pooping myself constantly because I'm so freaking terrified. Hole 13. Not that long. 363 foot par three. You start out throwing OB. Because that's how it goes. But again, if you can't throw 30 feet around a tree, well, sucks to suck. Um, you do have, at 167 feet, a pretty large tree. You have a hazard sand trap right there at 292. And at 282, you have the front edge of the green that goes all the way inside of Circle 2. This is the third most difficult hole because the landing zone for this is so small. This averaged at a 3.03. And unfortunately, with how small the uh circle is, because you're cut off a bit with the way the green is from ball golf, and then right behind circle one is ob. Oh, and by the way, it does slope, so guess what? Things are getting a little rough here on hole 13. Um, it's it was rough, but. Uh, Eagle McMahon ends up to birdie this. This is kind of the start of a run he had. He did a great job out there. He had he had a lot of fun playing this backside. His scorecard, which we'll take a look at later, was really, really good. Um, Kelvin ended up uh, backhanding this. Nice little shot there. He missed his putt high. It looked like when I was watching this, I believe this is the hole where the wind kind of gusted and it kind of took him up. Did not do so hot for him. Both. Paul McBeth and Ezra Adderhold took a circle two birdie. Nice putts for those guys. Good job, gentlemen. Hole 14. Second most difficult course out there. I said course. I meant hole. Words are hard. It's a good thing I don't run a podcast where I have to talk all the time. Any which who? This averaged a 3.11. So just over a tenth over par. For our course here on the MPO side, this is a par 3 FPO. It is a par 4, 441 feet. You do have to take out basically the entire left-hand side of circle 1, well, circle 2, and a little bit on circle 1 because there's a big old OB golf course right there. There is a green right there. The greenskeeper needs to do a better job. Carl Spackler needs to do a better job keeping these greens green. And uh, disc golfers aren't allowed on there, so you got to watch out for that. You also have to watch out for the OB along the whole right-hand side there. Best play for this one is a forehand, but, you know, it's kind of a toss-up. All these guys have great turnover backhand shots. Right behind the basket, there are a bunch of trees. There's a tree kind of in the middle of circle two towards the front side of it, making things a little more difficult. Eagle McMahon throws a forehand because his forehand's amazing, parks it birdie. Paul Macbeth yanks it hard. Still manages to go into circle two, barely avoiding the OB. Ends up circle one and gets his par. Ezra Adderhold hits a tree short off the golf green. Ends up nearly going OB, but he fortunately, the way the tree hit, it actually, his shot was a little bit turned over and he is cooking. He would have went OB, so that tree really saved him there. He ends up getting his par Kelvin Heinberg, backhand to circle two, circle one, ends up getting his par. Hole 15, eighth most difficult one out there. It is a par three, 367-foot, average 2.93. So just a little bit under par. This one gets this one gets rough. You have whole left side is OB. It goes for about half the hole, and then it takes a bit of a left, and then boom, you got more OB. Right-hand side, you have a cart path that is OB the whole way. You go long on this one, there's only like 10 feet behind the basket. So, you go long, you're OB. You go to the right, you're OB. Landing zone on this one is like the front half of circle one. And like a smidgen of circle two right up front. It is rough right there. But our guys were able to take care of business here. Because on hole 15... Ah, there are my notes. Oh, and it's downhill, so you have to have touch on this one as well. Green is super tight. Eagle McMahon throws a spike hyzer, and he parks it because he throws spike hyzers like nobody's business. And um, he did make some mistakes the other day, throwing spike hyzers when he probably shouldn't have, but this was a perfect chance for a spike hyzer, and he gets his birdie. Paul McBeth yanks it again, ends up with a par. He goes to circle two. I mean, he stays in bounds, but it was not a good shot. Like, you could see, as soon as he let it go, he was not happy with that. Goes to circle one, ends up with his par. Ezra, he hits the tree. Uh, Sorry. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Those were the wrong notes. Let's try going to hole 15. Heiser, boom, nailed that one. Paul Macbeth, long putt, missed it, ends up with par. So that's what it was. I, I mixed it up. I'm sorry, everybody. I make a mistake. I am human. I will um, try not to make mistakes again. Unfortunately, Ezra gets a bogey on this one. He like lost concentration or something. He was not doing well. His shot was fine. He ends up um, having to lay up because of the trees. He goes for his par putt and he just misses. He It's like he wasn't even paying attention. The disc looked like it fell out of his hand. Basically, he ends up with a bogey on this one. And Calvin also throws a spike Kaiser, ends up getting a nice little birdie. Hole 16. We're moving on to this. Tenth most difficult hole out there. This is a par 4, 723 feet, averaged a 3.92. You do have to worry about OB on the left-hand side, which is the T for hole 17. So they're, like the fairway for 17 is all right over there. You got to watch out for that. You do have to watch out for the hazard of the sand trap on the uh, around 456 feet. For someone like me, that is not a problem. When you can't throw that far, you don't have to worry about that hazard. Same thing with worrying about uh, at 603 feet is the front side of the green. That goes and tickles the back edge of circle two. So you're losing like two foot of a small portion of that. Not really a big deal, but our guys... Eagle McMahon throws a bomb because that's what he does. He throws bombs. Um, backhand bomb, beautiful. His second shot gets him right into circle one birdie, not even thinking about it. Uh, Calvin throws two beautiful backhands, gets into circle one, also gets a nice little birdie. Paul Macbeth throws a nice backhand, but he misses his circle two putt. Little little rare for him. Um, but he does recover with his beautiful, beautiful putt for par. Ezra smokes a tree right off the tee, like 40 feet right off the tree, catches edge and rolls OB like an OB is hard to get. If you're looking on YouTube here, it basically, if you go out, uh, 60 feet, hit that tree, take a hard left and you just roll straight OB It was the weirdest thing to watch. He ends up taking a bogey on this one. Ezra just kind of fell apart on this back half. He wasn't doing anything special on the front nine. Not that that's bad. Like, this was a tough course. So, not doing anything special is just fine. However, kind of screwing this up like he did here, that's that's not fine. On hole 17, they have a triple Mando with OB... Hard on the right-hand side. OB on the left-hand side. Not too bad. Um, you do really only have the landing zone of Circle 1. There is, you know, the front edge and the back edge of Circle 2. But, like, your best bet here, as always, is to get it to Circle 1. Um, Ezra. Nope, sorry. Eagle. Oh, yeah. Eagle, Calvin, Paul, and Ezra all forehand this one. Eagle, of course, because his forehand is money, he ends up getting... Uh birdie, right off that Calvin um uh, ends up because he ends up in a bush, he has to take like this weird basketball shot, like it's like half turbo, half basketball, he has it upside down, he kind of throws it in, doesn't hit a single chain, hits the center pole and it bounces right out. He ends up having to take a par with that one craziest thing, just absolutely bananas with what happened there, Paul. Ends up in circle two, misses it, and has to take a par on that one. Uh, Yeah, and then he just, he went off the band on that one, so that was just not good. And then Ezra, also forehand, gets circle two, circle one, ends up with the par. Moving on to our lovely hole 18, we have 632 feet of distance between you and the basket, which is on an island. It is a tough, tough shot. So you have uh, 189 feet to clear this little, little rock path thing. That's not OB, but it's not a bad thing. Um, you really want to play this uh as a position shot. So you want to get up there, get into the right position to give yourself a nice, easy shot into this very, very tight green. Um, you have OB with a Golf green at 435 feet. You have a hazard just to the left of that with the sand trap. Very difficult one. Um, the landing zone for this is about 25 feet uh, forward, left, and right. And to the back, it looks like it's probably about 40 feet. Um, everybody throws a nice little backhand off of this. Eagle McGahan on his third shot throws another forehand. Parks it. Beautiful. It was absolutely outstanding and then everybody else birdied it it was a star birdie frame everybody gets into circle one it was a great shot and it it was just it was really good to watch so i'm just i'm happy that with the way things were it was a lot of exciting fun i know that um watching um the coverage from jomez and those guys it's going to be a ton of fun uh, Jomez, GK Pro, Gatekeeper—they're all doing different things to um, get this done, to get everything to look fun and good. And um, sorry about that; things are getting a little wonky here for those of you watching YouTube trying to change a few things here. Um, but let's just let's go ahead and do this and get rid of this and then hit okay center that little behind the scenes here guys look at that i'm going to cancel that we have first up we're going to look at eagle mcmahon's scorecard so we have it right here again he starts out with a bogey but once he gets to hole nine he just takes off eagle mcmahon takes off he, he only has that one blemish to start out with. He is overall 35 down. He shoots a 49 on this course. Moving on to Calvin Heinberg. Nothing special, but nothing wrong with that. He shoots a 51 on this, hole, on this course, which is fine. He's sitting number two. Eagle McMahon is sitting number one. Um, he gets that eagle. He has a little bit of issue. Goes OB once. Has one OB stroke but that's not that bad. He ends up parring that hole. Not too bad. He did a really good job, though. Paul Macbeth, again, nothing special, but nothing that really screwed him up. He shoots a 54, very respectable on this course. He ends up sitting third place as this is finished. He only had one OB stroke, and that, again, he still finished with uh, a par on that one, so not bad. The sad one here is Ezra Aderhold. He uh, moves down. He's tied for fourth. He will not be on the lead card. That spot will be going to a one Richard Waisaki, who had a fantastic. He went off. He did a good job. Ezra shot a 58 on this one. Not bad. He's within six of the lead, so he's still there. He shot a 16 down at the course yesterday that they're playing tomorrow. So not too bad. He can get that done hopefully he can get it done i mean that's that's what we all hope for is to um i, I don't want to see him explode like that I, I want him to do well and you know his circle one putting was not bad he had that one ob stroke where he went out on a uh, hole 16 but other than that like he he was very middling today he just it looked like something was going on with him um he got a little bit flustered it looked like he was kind of i don't know nervous it like it was funny because he started out so well like he he didn't do anything wrong he didn't do anything that bad like it just he it was a slow decline over this entire time and it was really unfortunate to watch but that that's what happens sometimes i want to thank you all for watching thank you all for listening don't forget to like and subscribe you can ring that bell for notifications if you're watching on youtube so you can never miss anything by me again because why would you want to miss this beautiful face made for radio for those of you listening on podcast thank you for listening don't forget to rate and review that helps people find this thank you for watching thank you for listening I'm Joe, you're awesome, you guys have a great day, and I can't wait to talk to you all tomorrow about our wrap up when we crown a very, very special person as the top MPO person at the Las Vegas Challenge, the number one player, who is your money on? I don't know, I can't bet because I'm not in Las Vegas, although I keep getting all those BetMGM ads, which I'm ready to just, ah, they're awful. Anywichu, thank you all for watching, rant done, have a great day, can't wait to talk to you all tomorrow.